Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Austria's finest naturally authentic pumpkin seed oil from the Steiermark, available at OrganicUniverse.com. Listeners of The Organic View can receive a dollar off their purchase by using the coupon code ORGVIEW. For more promotional offers, please visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Aspartame veteran expert, the Honorable Judge Marion Ash Stoddard, will be joining me to talk about new trends with artificial sweeteners. You might be surprised where they're being added. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Marion Ash Stoddard. Good afternoon, Marion. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a long time since you've been on. <laughs> Thank you, June, and good afternoon to you and your listeners. Mary, before we begin, I know you've been on the show so many times. Could you just take a moment and share with our audience a little bit about yourself? I started uh, by testifying or giving testimony at the Senate hearing on aspartame safety. My husband had just died of a brain tumor, and I had learned that aspartame can cause brain tumors. So that started me on the 33-year odyssey of uh, studying this and now giving testimony as an expert witness in court, writing a, a toxicology source book on it, and becoming, I guess, the reluctant world expert on it, supposedly. So um, I I like doing what I do because people tell me it helps them and that's what we're all about. We're positive rather than negative. We're for something rather than against everything. Thank you, Mary. The first topic that I'd like to talk about is this new trend with the emergence of healthy sodas. I find this baffling. (laughs) For example, there's one particular soda where it's sugar-free, calorie-free, It's a cola that has added fiber, and it's a new Coca-Cola product. I just don't understand this. They're rolling out a healthy soft drink. Isn't that kind of a contradiction? Well, it it certainly is to me and to any thinking person who does uh, any kind of research on the fact that uh, sodas are questionable Anyway, now, especially with the high fructose corn syrup in the regular sodas and especially the diet uh, sweeteners in the diet sodas, uh, they're using aspartame, neotame, other mixes, and and that's where we get in trouble. You know, they they try to mix it and reduce the uh, liability for one thing. You can't blame just one sweetener on your your illness, but they also uh, say it's for taste and health and all that, which is ridiculous. It's like the cigarette companies uh, used to say, cigarettes will relax you and and keep you uh, calm and healthier. 
Well, we all know now that wasn't so. And and this is a parallel issue to the tobacco industry. The sweetener industry has taken a, a page out of that book and run with it. So here we are today with diet sweeteners in sodas. I think we're better off without anything. I think we're better off with uh, just water and not sweetened flavored water. Or if you do, do your own. If you take a look at the dwindling sales that both Coke and Pepsi are experiencing, I mean, they're the two top manufacturers of these types of products. And their sales are declining rapidly, especially as more and more consumers are saying, you know something, I don't want to drink it. However, you still have the diehard fans who love Coca-Cola. I remember years ago I used to love Coca-Cola until I learned how how unhealthy it is for me. Right. I know a lot of people that still love Coca-Cola. And they have their preferences, Coke or Pepsi. And the bottom line is, is that you have these diehard fans that don't want to give up these beverages, which it's their choice. However, That's right. what is the reality that they're going to buy it because it has added fiber? Oh, uh, that's what they're counting on. And by the way, both of our presidential candidates were uh, addicted to diet soda. One particular brand, which I won't mention, but uh, they both drank diet cups. (laughs) I mean, they both drank diet sodas all day, I think, and and still do, I'm sure. And so it it crosses all lines, but I think the designer sodas that they're coming up with now are supposedly for the trendy uh, younger people and fitness gurus and and people who want to stay fit and healthy and that's that's an admirable goal but you don't get there by drinking diet sodas and not only do you not get there you may not get anywhere because they can they can really take your life instead of uh making it better with cancer brain tumors seizures a lot of pilots have called me and said, uh, we lost our medical certification to fly because of seizures on uh, diet sodas. And that's what uh, I learned at the Senate hearing uh, on aspartame safety that I gave testimony at. And so we started a pilot hotline because pilots are reacting to it. It's in sugar-free gum and almost all chewing gum has uh, aspartame in it. So it isn't just the diet sodas. But, yeah, they're they're scrambling to get designer, trendy catchphrases out there to, to sell a product that is really hidden uh, danger in it, in consuming it. So it's it's not a good thing. Now, speaking of hidden dangers, they're now adding adulterated sweeteners into livestock feed. Why? Yes. Yeah. Oh, because two reasons. Their reason is it's cheaper 
than molasses, which is what it's replacing. They used to use molasses to fatten up cattle and hogs for slaughter uh, for consumers. But now they have switched and they're using neotame, which is 13,000 times sweeter than aspartame. And they say it doesn't cause the same kind of damage. We say it it causes 13,000 times the same damage as aspartame. It was approved in 2001. Aspartame lost its patent in 92. And so everybody produces that now. And they had to come out with, uh, they being the NutraSweet company, with a new sweetener that they could make money on, and that's neotame. So it's being added to your beef, your pork, uh, possibly poultry and other things as well. But they said it was an economic thing. And they say it doesn't really go through and stay in the the uh, meat. But who knows? I mean, it could be in the milk. Or, I disagree. Or I disagree. Look at look at what they when they were administering the RBGH to cows yeah. not That's so right. long ago. They were administering this growth hormone to force the cow to produce more milk. That's and right. Now, let me remind you. I grew up on a farm, and I know whatever we fed our cows, my father was very particular about because he said, you know, if we're going to consume the milk, if we're going to consume any product from that cow, whether it was the meat or make butter from the milk, so on and so forth, we had to make sure that whatever the cow was given was pure because it would impact our health directly. And I agree 100%. If you think about a nursing mother, a nursing mother is told by the doctors especially to be careful especially certain types of foods to avoid in certain foods that should be consumed so i don't see the difference between what the animals are eating especially if we're consuming any product that the animal produces or their flesh yeah bottom line is you are what you eat and that is a very very true statement so i will say they need to do more but industry isn't going to do more because they won't be able to sell as much. And it's the same story over and over that we've been talking about for how many years, that this is the case, that this is a situation that happens repeatedly where it's about profit over what's happening to our health. Over safety. That's right. Exactly. You're right. And I believe that trace amounts certainly do get into the dairy. That, That would be our milk and cheese supply as well as in the beef and pork and you know other other uh, things that consumers routinely consume and buy so it's we've just got to get back to basics and stop eating all the processed foods all the foods that have been adulterated with chemical additives Uh, this was discovered as a drug by the way and G.D. Searle, the pharmaceutical company that uh, discovered it, decided if it was passed as a drug, it couldn't get passed by through the FDA, and it couldn't. But as a food additive, it could. And so here we are today with our food supply being drugged 
by a prescription drug, literally, and we're doing nothing about it. The FDA does nothing about it. The FAA that I work with has told me that you can't cross the FDA, a fellow agency, and say that they have done uh, the wrong thing in approving a, a food additive. So they can't help us, and that's why I started the pilot's hotline, because they asked me to do it. They said, it has to be done privately. We we can't do it. Uh, there's something wrong with, with this picture and government agencies uh, doing what they do. Well, we're dealing with that with the EPA right now, because... Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Theobald and I talk about this very topic each week on the program that I produce called The Neonicotinoid View. Tom mm-hmm. and I constantly talk about the issues with EPA, how management is constantly showing that their actions are in support of industry instead of in support of what they are were created for, which is to protect the people, protect the environment. And in this particular situation, protect the pollinators. So yeah. that's something that I think is across the board, unfortunately. But now oh, I it's, agree. It's gotten to the point where you have the advertisers are back. They're pushing all of the artificial stuff on a young people. And right. Mary, you and I were talking before the show about some of the things that you're seeing that are being pushed upon teens. Yes. Yeah, uh, Teen Vogue is, is a hot magazine now they've they've been around for a long time but uh they're becoming more in with teens and we had an article uh on aspartame in teen vogue and if you go to my stoddard's pov uh blog spot it's we've got it there and a link to it and so it has the word has gotten out but i I tell people we like cigarettes cigarettes had to be taken off of television before talking heads would talk about the harm and death caused by that product. It's the same with aspartame. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. Every now and then they allow something to leak out and get through like it creates migraines and wow you know that's supposed to really be enough to satisfy the industry uh, it creates a lot more than that and and i tell people every brain tumor began with a headache you know as a symptom um but it's it's just advertising it's it's pure hype the last topic i'd like to talk about is the clever use of artificially produced Stevia. A lot of people think, oh, Stevia, it's something grown in nature. Oh, this is healthy for me to use. Right. What is, what is really going on, Mary? Well, Stevia has been seen by industry as maybe their salvation, but they can't make any profit like they're doing off of aspartame and neotame with Stevia, the unadulterated kind, the healthy kind. So what they've done is they've combined it with A-sulfane K, they've combined it with Splenda, sucralose, and other artificial sweeteners, which are unhealthy on their own, but they're combining it with, with that and adding it to improve the taste 
too, because a lot of people don't care for the taste of, of the healthy uh, stevia. I think it's vile. I've grown it. I, I just, I've never liked it. I, I don't know. It's yeah. just, my choice of sweetener is honey. And, oh, yes, yes. And I love when I honey. Can, when I can, maple, maple sugar, maple syrup. I, sure. Artificial stuff is just not for me. And nothing. You know, why does hydration have to be dessert anyway? Why does it have to be a soda or uh, a sweetened tea with sugar or artificial sweeteners or, or coffee with sugar, artificial sweeteners? I, I started drinking coffee black a long time ago, and I didn't like it when I first started, but I got used to it, and now... Anything else tastes weird and and odd to me. So we need to get off the sweetener uh, taste train, I guess, and and lower our sweetener uh, taste buds and and taste, and not want anything sweeter than a piece of fruit. God given, you know, man can't make an apple. So we need to get back to nature, back to fruit as sweeteners, back to honey. The bees make our sweeteners, and, and it's much healthier, even for diabetics. You know, diabetics have been fed a, a, a lot of uh, hogwash, I guess you'd say, about artificially sweetened things. Uh, they, a lot of, many diabetics swear on oh, yeah. the use of saccharin. I can't yeah. tell you how many people that I see, especially elderly people, yes. that reach for the pink packets, and they yeah. say, well, you know something, I'm a diabetic, and this is what I need, and they don't realize what they're doing to themselves. Oh, they certainly don't, and that's partly the fault of our uh, medical education. Our doctors are not educated to understand that natural is better you know why why worry about what we eat if we can give people a pill and it's going to make them well well it it does and it's a band-aid so the better thing to do is prevent these illnesses these cancers these breast tumors alcohol is in aspartame 10% alcohol by weight, methanol, wood alcohol. And so now they're coming out saying women shouldn't drink alcohol if they want to uh, avoid breast cancer. Well, what they don't go far enough with is saying that's in diet sweeteners too. It's not just your alcoholic beverages in a bar. It's it's in your uh, vending machines as diet sodas. So breast tumors, uh, diabetes, seizures, death, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk is what I tell people. And, and I'd like them to prove me wrong, but they can't. I know we're right because uh, we've, we've learned over the last 33 years of experience in getting people off of it that they get better their symptoms go away and if not totally they they certainly almost go away and they they feel better in fact the FDA director um in 2010 
died from leukemia, which is one of the things that aspartame causes. And he was a, a, a proponent of aspartame use. Six months after he died, his daughter died from pancreatic cancer, the same thing wow. aspartame causes uh, in humans. And so, I mean, we've got case histories of, of heavy users and deaths. Uh, the FDA has deaths in their reports, but they won't give them to you now. They've covered them up. So, you know, doctors don't have to report adverse reactions to sweeteners like they do to pharmaceutical prescription drugs. And that's the problem we're stuck with. But get back to nature, get back to real food, eat nothing uh, sweeter than a piece of fruit, and make sure it's real, not chemical. Mary, it has been a joy having you on the show today. I thank you so much for your time. I know you're incredibly busy. Could you take a moment and just share your website with our listeners? Yes, I have a couple of websites. AspartameSafety.com is the primary website, A-S-P-A-R-T-A-M-E-S-A-F-E-T-Y.com. And the other one is Stoddard's POV. That's our blog. And we've got a Facebook site, Mary Nash Stoddard, uh, which is all about aspartame and the harmful uh, effects and the studies that have been done. We've got a lot of science to back up what we say. Otherwise, we'd have been sued a long time ago. Mary, thanks again. Thank you, June. Appreciate it. And folks, please check out the companion article, which will appear on theorganicview.com, along with old Mary's contact information and links to some of the other interviews that we've done. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon. <laughs>